This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. Welcome, welcome to the Good Podcast 100th episode celebration. We have zero planned other than my drum roll. Um, but dude, we did it. A hundred episodes. I say we just pack it up now. Quit while we're ahead. <laughs> we got, we got a hundred episodes in, but we still got a week left. This is day. We got six <sighs> more days or well, tw- no dude. Cause it's 31 days in January. Are we just doing 30 or 31? Well, you're like, right. You're right. We should do 31. <laughs> <laughs> that last one's going to kill us, man. Um, but whatever. We don't have to think about going forward. We're thinking about looking back. Thinking about looking 100 back. episodes. Lots of friends made. Dude, you know, of friends. Lots of connections Let's made. Let's do this Lots real quick. Good what is, give me your top. I mean, Mark Romantic, 100%. So. <laughs> That's a good one. No, no offense to any other of our guests. Um, Mark Romantic for sure. Steve Annis was a great one. Which Still one? Buds. First or second? Well, I was not on the second. Well, what's funny is I interviewed him by myself because you yep. weren't available the first yep. time. And then you interviewed interviewed him by yourself because I think that was the season I took a break. Yep. So, uh, I mean, definitely the one I did, obviously. Yeah. I would <laughs> say... Uh, <laughs> My favorite episode. Hold. Oh, this is good. Okay. What's like a surprising, like so, something that maybe like you were shocked by maybe the conversation or where it went or how open they were or something like that. <sighs> Gotta go deep, huh? Got so many I'll episodes. say one of my favorites was um, not shocking, but I think just like the level of conversation we had on the concrete cowboy. Yeah. That was episode that was a that was one of my favorite ones i love talking to jade healy she was hilarious and now i'm just gonna say everyone we've talked to of course talking to kevin phillips my old buddy that was fantastic i think dude i think my top episode would be season five episode one we're back and we're emotional <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm looking at it right now that was a good one because i was i was off season four and i think we had a little bit of like um laundry to do you and i we did I went and made a movie and hadn't called you the entire time. And like I don't think you knew bitch. that I had done a movie <laughs> and you were very, very upset. And I was like a little, you're like uh, a little hermit for a little bit. I was a little depressed, a little hermit. And I was like, I don't have any friends. I'm fucking going to do this by myself. Fuck everybody. But, uh, I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to, uh, make it seem, but we also did. Didn't we do that episode? In person? Did we? No. 
No. No, 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 no. We didn't do that. No. And there's one episode that we did in person that I really love. I forget which one that was. I would say, okay, so our, one of our most listened to Reels or Meals is a big one. People loved that one. Season three, episode one. Reels I think our, our stride early on, we did a lot of season one, but season two is like where we kind of like got our website together and kind of like killed it. That was when we had Chase, uh, James Laxon on, Chase Urban, Andre Stringer, David Hellman, Miles J., Massio Frost, Emily Kybox, Stuart Weinkoff, Grant Singer. Killed it. Aoife, Kara Brower, Saldermain, and then we did a yeah. Anyway, we have we've we've had we've had a good run, dude. We've had a good yeah. run. Let's um Dude, I, I do want to say after thirty one thirty one episodes, I think we'll take a little break. But <laughs> yeah. I I do think that we'll we need to just come back and uh just start collecting some more interviews. Now I feel like doing one a week is going to be like being on vacation. It's yeah. Just like, like cake. Cake. But I guess we should also figure out how to schedule guests and things. Get back to doing that. Anyway. Yeah. I'm looking at our numbers. People didn't like. It's funny what people respond to. I think a lot of it's the titles. I don't think people wanted to hear about combat football and combat sports. <laughs> <laughs> Although I love that title. <laughs> yeah, um, what's the title for this one? Though that that we're doing right now. Yeah. Let's think about a real zinger like a clickbait title. Um Jared, do you want to make a million dollars in freelance life? About, yeah. <laughs> or or better yet, Jared made a hundred million dollars this year or something like that. Yeah. And it was easy. It would shock you how easy it was. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should name it. Or we should name it. Um, hey, real quick. Have you, have Chris you, um, and Jared finally break up for good? Oh dot, my dot, gosh. Dot. All right. But for now I should, I should go. All right. I'll say or should I say, while. let's get started. Are we putting this at the front? Yeah. We should do that. Um, but for now, let's just, let's dive in. Say that a little bit better. But for now, don't do that. Don't tell me, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Okay, let's but get for to now, the let's, show. Let's get to the show. Let's dive into a conversation with Jared and Christian as they talk about the industry and all the ins and outs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that feeling of like being freelance? And well, it might be we we realized we weren't recording. We were just talking about NFTs and how people spend so much money on them. <laughs> and we were like, who are, who are these people? I was telling Christian about this article that I saw about this kid who was like in his bedroom and every day he would like take a photo of himself for like a school project or something. And then somehow he got the idea to start selling them as NFTs and they became like collector's items and people were spending like thousands of dollars on every yeah. one of them. Like who are, well, first of all, what? And then <laughs> who are these people who are spending this amount of money um, I will say, you know, I've done more research on it and I do kind of, I'm beginning to understand it a little bit more, but, um, it is like a hard thing to kind of wrap your brain around. It's just another way to think about economy in general, but, right. um, I'm trying to wrap it back to what we were just talking about. Now I forgot what we were t just talking about. Oh, oh, I was saying you, you were, <laughs> you were saying, um, 
of course, of course, we are equating this to Animal Crossing and just yeah. like <laughs> like everything else in our lives uh, at the moment. Um, and you're like, yeah, I mean, it's just like, just like if I was just spinning like a lot of bells, then I can just go out and like fish or dive and get more bells. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if people are at a point or some people are at a point with uh, uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum or just like the entire thing in general where you're just like, it's easy to like you, I don't know, but it's also so up and down at the same time. Like the, the prices go up and down. I mean, especially so. right now. I, I, I was so that that just made me think about and i don't know like do you ever feel like as a freelancer you know things are so up and down but like on like the yeah. upswing where you're just like you've you've stitched a few jobs together in sequence and then you know you've got like another three four months or something yeah. of like jobs that are already kind of booked which doesn't happen a ton for me um but you just kind of feel like invincible and you're like, this will never end. Yeah, it's the best. And then, like, the four months later, it's like, does anybody remember <laughs> that I do this for a living? <laughs> yeah, dude. I wish there there was a at some point someone's going to develop a an algorithm for that. I'm sure. Mm. But I wish there was a way to like look at. Do you think it's map. just chaos? Just like, I mean, it obviously is. It's just you're at the mercy of like the chaos of the universe as a yeah. freelancer. Yeah. I think so because, dude, think about all the things that have to go right for you to even get a call or for you to get an email or for one of your reps to... But don't you feel like that's like a, um, like in some way, the odds are always stacking. If you're making good work consistently, that the odds are always stacking toward you, you know, like for like... Yeah, for sure. um, So it's becoming progressively easier, I guess is what I'm saying. If you're kind of, but I guess maybe the question is like, uh, what what's a right decision versus a wrong decision as far as keeping the work going? It's also uh, it'll f- fuck you up if you keep thinking about it too long because then you're like, <laughs> it's fun to think about it. No, I know, I know. For like I, a I second, but I think if you're if you're looking at the work that you have in like an unsatisfied way, instead of going, let me keep curating this thing in this way, as opposed to like. Yeah. Oh, I need to change something up to, okay. Not to get too into like personal stuff, but, um, how often I'll, 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 I'll kind of pitch it to you. I'm kind of fresh off a decision that like is, was kind of counterintuitive, but how, how often for you, are you like saying no to something that makes sense? Like economically, fiscally, whatever. Um, because you know that one, it's not like good for your soul. Um, and two, you know, that like you're kind of curating like a body of work on some level, maybe that's the wrong way to say it, but, um, how often are those decisions kind of coming up and how often are you making, um, those kinds of decisions? Dude, I, I, I mean, very often and, but I think it's more so in the realm of the financial side versus the expenditure of energy that it would take to make it better than it already is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I have well, stuff, keep going. Yeah. I have stuff coming all the time that, um, is definitely not free, but in the realm of like, Oh, this would be sort of a favor for sure yeah. for me to, because also like, and I'm sure you understand what I'm saying when I, when I say this, but, 
I, I don't do service work. Like I don't just like accomplish some, something for somebody um, because they're asking me to. Like I want to make it great. Like it yeah. has to – to me, like if I'm going to do something, I I'm at a point now where I, I want to do it at a certain level. You yeah. know, and if you guys aren't set up for me to do the thing that I do best, then I'm right. just a service work. Like then I'm just providing a service, which I'm not interested in because the, you know, if I'm doing that, then the financial gain has to be much, much better than what it, what you're offering. Dude, me. I, I you will I mean? say when COVID hit, I was oh, like, yeah, I think send me <laughs> everything. Right? Like, yeah. I'll do, I'll edit anything. Yeah. I will. doesn't matter. And I will say there is like a real freedom to just like, yes, 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 yes. Whatever you need. Yes. Um, Dude, I'll, I'll give a really good, ex- I'll, I'll give a really it. good example though. Like I sent you some photos the other day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get paid anything to do it. Almost kind of paid to do it. Yeah. Um, and it was a neighbor in town who owns a fashion, like a clothing line. Yeah. And she just needed help. And the stuff is actually really like her clothes are actually really sick. Like it's yeah. it's kind of like geared towards uh, women and like yoga and sort of like spiritual like whatever. Like she's mm-hmm. a great designer. Yeah. And she came to me and was basically like, "I need to take photos of these clothes and with models and whatever." And my brain goes, "I don't have that at all. I've never experienced that at all." Right. And I've always wanted to 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 gain some experience in that so like that's an easy yes and that has nothing to do with with money or anything you know yeah yeah um i think that's like a good example does on some level right like maybe um, down the road maybe exactly yeah exactly because then like you have that you're adding some kind of a a a portfolio that maybe is kind of adjacent to what you would normally pitch but you have it now in your body of work to like pull out of somebody i mean like like last year it's actually like really funny. I mean, part of this was like just because I was friends with the director and the DP and it was shooting like locally and whatever and needed like a photographer. But I just happened to like have loaded a lot of photos on do like Visco, like from like five years ago uh-huh. um, of just kind of like photos that I took randomly on my little Fuji. And they were like, oh, you should come shoot stills for this commercial. And it was kind of like a big client. And I was like, I don't shoot stills. And they're like, well, I'm, I, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you have something you can show. And so it's like, I just pulled up randomly, like some personal photos I had taken over like the course of a couple of years and threw them in a PDF yeah, and sent them over. And they're like, this is great. Cool. And I like, didn't know what I was doing, but I, I guess what I'm saying is like, that kind of stuff is actually like really important. Yeah. yeah. Like not yeah. that we want to be like stills photographers, but like when to have that kind of experience, like things come up when you like being able to pull it out of the hat and be like, well, I have done this. I have done like a, um, like a fashion thing, like athleisure, uh, uh, stills, you know what I mean? So it, I don't know if that's like a huge focus for you or me to, to have like a huge, like f- photography portfolio. Why but not? I think maybe why, the, the why more, not? I don't know. I mean, stills are some it's something that i do kind of for pleasure more um but i'm not that i wouldn't do i mean like i just said i have done it professionally um 
But I think it's more the general principle of like, maybe zooming way out of like, how do I filter decision? Like yes and no decisions, right? Yeah. Like whether it's, um, yeah, whether it's like a commercial or music video or like a stills campaign or. Well, talk about how you do it right now. Like how do you, how do you filter a decision to, I think it's, I think it's probably a lot easier than people may imagine, but. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, for me, it's all about balance, right? Like, but talk about the things that you need in a project that you consider filters. But I think, I think again, if you zoom out some more, it's about like the larger thing for me, like kind of the, um, body of work is something that I'm, I'm pretty conscious of consistently and kind of building that body of work in a, in a particular way. And even like, um, uh, we're just going to like go ahead and, and put this out there that like, I know this all kind of feels like a bit shallow, you know, like kind of like being so overly like conscious of everything and how you appear and all of that. But that's kind of a little bit of the job. Would you agree? Yeah. You're an artist. I think that's an artist that's presenting job. ourselves and, and kind of like there is something to, at least in the commercial space, like being kind of visible. Right. Yeah. You know, um, for better or worse. Uh, and so for me, it's like a lot of those decisions factor into like, not just like the larger body of work taken as a whole, but also, uh, in like a linear way. Like if I just did a, a commercial for a big brand, I'm going to take a deep breath and go shoot like a little one scene short or dig up some old footage and make something weird. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Or if I just did like a tiny music video for an artist that I like love, love, love. I need to go make some money practically. And then I also want to show that like I can still do something on like a, a large scale. You know what I mean? So I I think like that in like a linear way that factors into my decision-making as well. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. And you, and you're also thinking about, I don't want to stretch myself too thin. I don't want to like take, too many small things all at once exactly in order for like because then you're saying no to something big that may come along you know exactly Um, and i think that also you know there's that side of it and then it's also like to your to your question just a second ago like what kind of boxes am i do i have in in my like questionnaire right like i don't mean that literally but like in my in my head like when a project comes in what are the things that I'm considering? Yeah. What are like um, the pillars that you would like? And again, that really depends where I'm at kind of career wise and, and like financially, like, am I, do I have enough money like <laughs> right now to, to be able to take a breath and not have to say yes to everything? Can I kind of exist in a way where I'm saying yes to only the things that like really inspire me? creatively so i feel like where you're kind of at in the moment financially is kind of like something to be considered at least for me um so that's one thing is just like where am i at what what do i have the ability because if i if i if i was just independently wealthy i wouldn't worry about making money at all right i would just do whatever i felt was (laughs) was fun you know um but i'm not and i have to keep those things rolling and keep like income um 
coming. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's of course, like I'm kind of like what mode am I am now based on like where I'm at financially and the work that I've done recently. That's kind of like the overarching thing. If I need to be making money and I'm kind of in like, you know, I would say like maybe like the normal position that I'm in now or, you know, most often is like, um, things are not in panic mode, but I need to keep things moving. Yeah. I need to like continue to be bringing money in. Um, I think the things that are, I'm, I'm processing are like, is there any creative, um, uh, element to this that's like sparking anything in me? Yeah. And I mean that like sometimes, hmm, this is an interesting one to talk about because sometimes I struggle to, to make decisions that I know are like the, like I struggle to get myself in the right headspace because it feels like such like a first world problem. It'd be like, um, I don't want to do this music video cause it's not inspiring to me. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. But I think on the same, on the same level, like, ah, uh, that's just, I don't know. It's a hard one because obviously there's like a lot of worse jobs, but to me it's like, um, I won't do a good job, not because I don't want to, but I just like won't do a good job because I don't know how to unless I can like really see myself in it. Yeah. You know, do you feel that way at all? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think uh, you also just can't be so precious about everything either. You know, like I think something that everybody should be reminded of all the time is that like nobody is watching you as much as you think, you know, like nobody, like it it is sort of up to you to feel how you want to feel about your own work or whatever. But I think it's important to, to like not always feel like you need to be inspired by something for it to be good. But you know what I mean? Do you, do you understand the, what I'm saying of like, it's less about like, I need, um, I need to be inspired and I need to like, and it, well, I guess what I'm saying, dude, is like, you don't need to be inspired if the, if the money is right. Right. Be honest. I think that's what we're trying to get to is like, when you look at a project, there's a bunch of things coming at you. There's creative, there's people involved. I have There's to like, be able to like hang my hat on something that I'm like, I can be, cause if I'm not interested on any level, I just don't know how to do it. If I'm just like completely just bored by it. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is like, if the money is right, then you would figure it out as opposed to being like, no, I'm not interested. There's nothing on the surface here that I'm attracted to. But I would think even like a technique, you know, like, uh, like maybe it's like a different type of shoot that I haven't done in a while. And I want to like re-engage with that. Like I need something or else I just can't creatively bring anything to it. And I am just going to, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think maybe we don't see eye to eye on this. I don't think so either, but it's okay. Yeah. I think we have different approaches to, to a lot of things, but 
I don't think one yeah. way is is either. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying either. that. I'm just. I was think I was trying to. I thought we were saying the same thing, and I was trying to kind of like yeah. articulate myself better. But I think we just don't agree on that. Yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is when you uh, get a commercial in or something, you want, you're going to yeah. write a treatment for a commercial, and it's for. Uh, I'm just trying to think of something you've done in the past, like uh, something in the gaming world or something like that. Like, yeah. and it's like a studio shoot, like whatever you look at that and you see like sort of your initial thoughts are like, what are the upsides? Yeah. Like what, looking at something like sure. that, what would sure. you bring go to as like, this is the upsides for me. Um, I mean, let's definitely like talk about, you know, as far as commercials are concerned, like the biggest thing, which is like money. Yep, that's one. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make money. Um, other thing with commercials is it's a long haul. Yeah, you're pitching I mean, as a director, for two weeks. You're, you're writing, yeah. you're pitching, then you're in prep, and then you're doing the production, and then you're like overseeing post, and then you go. So, yeah, and then you can walk away. So it's like weeks and weeks, months t- at times. Um. So for me, it's like who the people that are involved, like who can I get involved? That's a big part of it too. Like who can I bring on that I like. And that's really talented. And yeah. I just want to work with sometimes that's a big factor. Like, can I just bring on this DP that I can get paid and we can hang out knowing that like, we've been trying to work together for a long time and we can, sometimes that's enough for me. Yeah. Um, and, or, or the opposite. Um, it's someone that's done a lot of cheap stuff for me. That's always been like a homie and been there yep. and I can like give them something, pay them. Yeah. I'm conscious of that too. Um, so all that is kind of in play, I guess. Um, sometimes it's even like, where are we shooting? (laughs) You know, do I want to go to LA again? Or, you know, this, this one's shooting in like Portland. That'll be fun. Let's go to Portland or whatever. That also factors in. Um, I don't know. It's not a science for me, but there is, I mean, there's like the old kind of adage of like, it's got to check like two out of three or something like that. Is what's, what's the, yeah, it's creative money or relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Those are kind of like the three sort of, if you had like a scale in front of you, as long as it sort of has sort of, if it leans towards two of those, if you have two of those, right, 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 right. Then, then you can sort of, but I guess the, the, the the question that we're kind of asking is like, um, maybe some of those way a bit more have more priority depending on where you're at in your career that's how how it's i depending on where you're at in the year sometimes in the year in the year yeah 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 totally totally yeah because i think like there's also a that's what i'm saying that's what i was saying earlier is like sometimes you just feel invincible you're just like no i'm not gonna do that and you look back at yourself like six months later like you are a fucking idiot i would yeah. kill to have like an option to make that commercial again or whatever you know what i mean yeah I think there's also a a lot to say about like uh, like some projects, and I, I think it's like it, when you get in these situations, it becomes very like self-explanatory almost. Where you're like, okay, the money's great, um, creative's not so great, so let me bring a homie in, or yeah. um, the creative's really good, money's really good but I don't, I don't know any of these people or whatever. Okay. That's okay. 
you know, like, right. I think right. it becomes very self-explanatory. I also think like, dude, everybody who makes art and is talented and, and is like a good leader and can like run a shoot or a cinematographer who can come in and just kill Like it's a different world obviously for directors, but I think if you got a fucking shoot that the creator's bad and you don't know anybody or you're not able to bring anybody in or whatever, get a bag, dude. It's okay. I know I've done that plenty of times. So I don't want to sound like I'm some kind of like warrior for, uh, authenticity or something. That's not what I'm trying to say. Like I'm, I'm pure, purely an artist only. I think a big, a big shift in, in my mentality in my career happened when um, I, I like where I kind of heard practically and kind of theoretically that you need to like separate like your art from <laughs> the, the things that make you money. Yeah. But I think when it practically hit and I realized that like there really is like kind of no other way, unless you're like at a certain level where like you really can make those commercials or those like whatever, those branded but dude, I think pieces. even even while you're doing something, even if it's like, dude, we're we're, we're in Saudi Arabia shooting something from Maserati yeah. with like the dopest crew or whatever, you're still there, going, man, I wish I was making my movie right now, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, dang, I kind of, like, this is so much fun, but it doesn't get easy, like it's still yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. brutal, yeah. and you're having to, you're sending emails about emails. And, and there's only meeting, higher expectations. There's and high, high and, expectations yeah. and you're stressed out. You're sweating at night, like having fucking nightmares that shit's going to go wrong. You and know? that stuff only is more consuming and keeps you further away from the things that you really want to be doing. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if you just, if you just treat it as like any opportunity is a good opportunity, that's one way to do it. But I think if you, if you go Which is little, not true, by the way. There are definitely red flags. Sure, often, yes, to. yeah. But I think starting out may be different. You know, sure, starting yeah. out is like you kind of have to learn some of those lessons of like, okay, this guy called me and said these things. From now on, I know that that's a major red this flag. This is like a whole, <laughs> totally different conversation that we probably should have at some point. But like, give me like two things. What are those things? Oh, red good, flags. Yeah. Um, Top of your head. Dude, I th- honestly, th- I think we, I think we mentioned this maybe the other day, but if you ever get a call and the first thing that someone asks is what, like, uh, how much is this going to cost <laughs> to it, to you, a director, or if you're not, yeah, how much does a music video cost? <laughs> I would just immediately go, um, here's my producer, Mel, send her all the details and then me and her will talk about it and we'll figure out if we're, if we're a right fit. Yeah. Like I love doing that, dude, because it's not because I'm not going to I'm not going to get on the phone with you. And I have before a lot of times, dude, where I'll get on the phone with somebody for an hour, just like trying to like get to know them or something and like figure out, okay, what's the best thing for you? What what do we need for this? And I just don't have time because it's not it's not they're not coming at you with a hundred grand if they're if they're. If they're coming at like, uh, if they're calling you and asking you how much something is, you know what I mean? Right. It's just an immediate red flag. If they're asking, uh, how much something is going to cost. If you want to be like, sort of like cheeky, you could be like, well, how much does, uh, you know, a bag of groceries cost, you know, like, right. 
what are we talking about here? Yeah. You know, I, I, you, yeah. they got to come to you with, with like, which is why like commercial reps and like being at a production company helps. That's why they exist. That's yeah. why they exist. Cause you, they come to you and it's like, this is the brief. We're it's all vetted out. Spots. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. It's 200 yeah. K. Um, they're going out to three directors. Um, you know, like it's, you know, yeah. the, the, the stakes, like you're, you know, the, the landscape of the game you're about to play. Cause I, it is sort of a game, you know? Yeah. And, and then you got to figure out like, uh, yeah, like how to treat it the, the, the right way from there. But at least for me, super red flag is like mentioning it, asking about how much something is going to cost. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, again, that's for like freelance, I think like, um, if yeah. you're if you're a cinematographer, obviously, like you have sort of a stock rate that you're at right now, which will fluctuate over the course of your career. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think for directors who are freelance, you know, if you own a company or whatever, that's part of your job. Like you, that's right. something you have right, to right. do. But um, because I do th- like whenever somebody mentions money, I'm like, this is such the wrong foot to start on. Right. Like you just feel like it immediately puts you in a position of like deciding the future of the whole thing, you know, where it's like, that's not my responsibility. Like, yeah. that's not what I'm, I didn't go to school for business. So don't ask me about money, you know, yeah. like I, I, I struggle with fucking paying my taxes on April in April. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't ask me about money. But what I can tell you is like how to fucking shoot this thing. You know? Yeah. 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 I think an added thing that I would say is anything that is based on exposure is just fucking. There you go. That's a great. Real false. Uh, yeah. I will say. And dude, this okay, isn't. I'll this say isn't it like limited this. Say it like this. to music videos or whatever. Like I've had like larger brands before. Right. Come. To Here's me. what I'll say. I think the idea, the concept of exposure, is not flawed. What I will say is. It needs to come from your brain. Yeah. You need to be like, I will do this because it will help me with some sort of like exposure to this niche market, right? Like I wanna really like hone in on like being a rap music video director. So I'm yeah, gonna yeah, make yeah. this rap video for cheap because I know it'll open up doors, blah blah blah. Yeah, if it comes but from that has to come good. from like an internal play. If someone's telling you that it's gonna be good exposure, that's not like that doesn't have a vested interest in your career. Like if my rep was like, Hey, this is, I've had reps be like, and I appreciate this. They're like, Hey, um, who knows if this video is going to happen, but you should write on this. Just, just so they can so see that, your like, name. They like, can see your name. Fuck, dude. Like I need that. No, I'm saying that's real. And I, I think that's, I think that's a real strategy is to be like, who knows if this is going to happen, but I would put a good two, three, four hours into this. So that the commissioner is going to see your name, the label is going to see your name, yeah. And maybe they love the idea, but the artist doesn't. Who knows? Yeah, like that kind of stuff. I'm like, my rep has like a vested long term interest in my career, as opposed to like some client who's wanting to get labor for cheap. Yeah, those are two very different things. Dude, to me. I've, I, in the past, especially when I was starting out, I used to work with a number of different production companies around the country, and there was this one in particular. I won't say the name. But it was every single time, dude. <laughs> it would come, <laughs> it would come back and be like, "Hey, so there's this really cheap project by um, this agency, but they're actually a sister agency to uh, White and Kennedy or like uh, right, something right. like that." And you're like, "This would be really good for you to get on their radar." 
And I'm like, how much is it? It's like $2,000. And I'm like, I'm going to Dubai. What are you talking about for $2,000? <laughs> um, but back then you're like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, I guess that's like, you're telling me this. Right, 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 right. But the one thing that, and this is, I'm not a business guy, but if anybody wants like a practical sort of like answer to that, if you don't want to like immediately turn it down or whatever, and someone's coming at you with like some exposure talk, one thing you could say is, um, can you give me a sort of detailed value of the exposure? But dude, at the same time, like I, I think you're going to like a lot of freelancers are going to come into this situation. I think this is a really good topic to talk about because there's going to be situations where you get some sort of half-assed project by like um, an agency that a production company really wants to work with on other bigger things. And right. the idea is that you're going to be Oh, that that's guy. a good red flag. Can I throw that red flag out? Yeah, go ahead. That if you do this project, it may lead to other It may lead to projects. other Yeah, exactly. That but, is yeah. like a key one. Like, you're going to be the guy one. who's going to do the bigger project after this bullshit project. Yes. There's more. There's way more. In my more entire life, it has never happened. It never happened. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I think, I mean, things that do happen is you do sort of a half-assed project not half-assed, I'm just saying like under-budgeted, like sort of a side project for sure. like a good yeah. agency. And you do a really good job. And, and they remember you. And they remember you. Two, three years later, maybe they come Definitely back. Definitely had that. Yeah, Definitely had that comes like all the time. I will say that in, in the spirit of that and maybe to counter some of like the negativity, negativity that we've thrown out, which I think is more than warranted, it's like I do think, and this is a thing that um, – I've had some great EPs that have like really cared about me and my career. They've told me it's like work begets work. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. more that you're working and I'm not saying that you just take on bullshit projects. I think that's clear that we don't think that, that I don't think that. Um, but I do think that there is something to be said with like, like you said, Christian, not being too precious, especially early on. Um, and knowing that like, yeah, get out there, do the work meet people, create relationships. And that stuff will lead to, I mean, uh, that's how I work mostly is it's not like just like blind, uh, cold emails dropping in my inbox. Right. Does that happen from time to time? Very rarely. Yeah. It's usually someone like you said that I've worked with had a great experience with months ago, years ago, and you have enough of those and that starts to fill up your calendar, you know? Yep. But work beginning work, I think is like a, a good give concept. You, Staying give busy. You, good story on that topic though um and i won't name any names but so a couple weeks ago a friend of mine called me and um they were producing something for like a promo or something for netflix or something in la something like that and um they were booked for weeks and then because the ep or the head producer of the production company was going to be out of the country and turns out they're not going to be out of the country. Something canceled. So now uh, they're canceling this booked person sort of like close to the job. Right. Yeah. And they called me and they were like, what should I try and figure out like a kill fee or something? Like I turned down other work. Right. To, to do that job. And now they're just canceling me. And what I said was, and I think this is the right move on the on sort of on the lines of what you're talking about 
But I, what I said was you should figure out a rate for the time that you've already worked, whether it's a day or it's two days or whatever. And I would take the hit and I would tell them that you're going to come to the job for free. Yeah. Like it's in, is it in town? Yeah. You're not flying somewhere. They're not like putting you up in a hotel, like go do the job for free and get to know those people and work your ass off. And then I guarantee you the next time that they need somebody, they're, they're going to go fuck man. Like it's a, it's a win-win it's situation. True. It's true. And I do think what you're saying is kind of what we've touched on earlier, which is like, if that is, I don't know exactly the relationship that you have with the person you were talking to, but it seems like it's like a trusted, like personal relationship. For sure. Right? Yeah. So like for me, I'm like those decisions I've had plenty, seriously plenty that I could probably name, uh, pickup days on a music video that I went to go shoot for free because I knew yeah. it was going to make the video better. And then what both of them that I can think of right now were travel days, like m- kind of like major flights um, that I went and did for free because I knew it would make the, the video better. Yeah. And I think that there is like some goodwill to be kind of had in those kind of situations. Yeah. But again, what I'm saying is, is like that was something that I said I would do. I don't need to get paid to go do this if it makes it possible for us to have pickup days and because I'm not getting paid to do it, it's worth it for me to go do it based on this project. So I think like if it comes from like a place of like, you know, someone who I trust kind of giving me advice or me feeling it internally, like I think this is like a good play. I'm not saying that's, that's something you should do probably rarely and you should really take care of yourself and like make sure that people know that like your time is valuable. But I think if it's something that you're you've calculated as like being worth it. Um, yeah, I think that's the only way that it happens. If like a label or a commissioner is like coaxing you to do something <laughs> to come do a pickup day for free or an agency or whatever, that feels different to me all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like, they're not valuing your time instead of you valuing like this relationship or this opportunity to like meet people or yeah. bring value or whatever. And I don't think it's off. I don't think it's in bad taste either because I've had that situation too where it's you have to – someone is asking you, an agency or production company or whatever, to do something beyond what the scope was. Yeah. And it's not bad taste to ask if if uh, they are getting paid for this. Yeah. 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 Right. Same thing with like I, I would have a DP come out and they would want to know if I was getting paid for the – of course. Extra extra time. You know what I mean? I think that's a completely fair question, you know. Um and if you are and they're they're not, let's be honest, something's off. Something's yeah. wrong. Cause they're, I would say yeah. as the director, you're gonna get more value out of the project. And so for me, I'm like, I would much rather pay my DP. Again, it's like a long play like relational thing. I'd rather pay my DP, even just like out of my own pocket. Yeah. And come and do it for free myself. There is some of that as a director that I feel like you just have to eat. You know what I mean? Like as you're kind of growing like a network and growing relationships, again, I'm not saying you don't take care of yourself. I've got three kids and a wife and a family, you know, like I'm very conscious of like taking care of myself and, and people around me and making sure I'm making like good business decisions. But at the same time, there is a place to like make sure you're taking care of like your crew and keeping those relationships healthy for the long term. you know? Yeah. I would, I would say it's, 
maybe even first priority. I mean, dude, there's like I mean, over I, your kids and family. No, I mean, like, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I think if you're, uh, yeah, if you have, if you're like, haven't worked in a couple months and you don't have the cash to like make that kind of decision, then you probably just take it as a loss and like go shoot it yourself or find a buddy who just wants to hang. And like, you don't yeah. need that. You can't have that DP that you had. That was fucking great. That like, you know, you paid $6,000 a day to come and shoot the commercial or whatever it was like. Um, I think you just have to figure it out no matter what, but especially on features and shit, dude, like there's, I mean, that's one thing that we should talk about sort of another time, but, um, even with your movie, dude, like you have to budget in at least five days of reshoots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, dude, you're dealing with hundreds of hours of, of, of shooting time. Yeah. And you're going to miss something. That's one thing I learned from, uh, Sean Porter told me that when he was working with Mike Mills on 20th century women, he was like, yeah, it was so like, it was weird. Like I was booked for a reshoot before we even started. Wow. He, he just like booked a, a week of reshoots. Cause Mike just knows that he's going to need a week. To, wow. He's going to get, he's going to finish the edit or he's going to create a rough draft or whatever. And just immediately know, dude. As an editor, I'm like, that sounds like heaven. I think you. Ha- I can't I imagine. Man- I think it's a mandatory. Yeah, I can imagine being able to go out and like fix things. Yeah, I mean, I've done it a few times, but, and I will say, when I've done it, it's been very dramatic, like what it's done to the project. Yeah, and dude, also like a massive amount of uh, ADR and stuff. It's just like, just a mat. <laughs> like, there's so many things that. Um, I think you'd be surprised at the amount of ADR in a movie that you're seeing in theaters. Like, yeah, I would say maybe 20%. I'm not wow. kidding you. Wow. Like anytime the camera cuts away and like goes to another person yeah. Yeah. and you continue to hear somebody else say something, I promise you it's fucking 80 yard, especially, um, especially larger movies, but maybe not like a, uh, you know, let the most movie or like, you know, Yargos or something, but maybe though, probably there's a little bit in there. I just realized that, um, my kids aren't going to school tomorrow. They have a day off. That's nice. Um, speaking of kids, it's Allah's birthday. I should get back. Um, happy birthday. Olive. Ten Can years old. No. Olive. She is, she is right now. <laughs> <laughs> she is in the next room playing Barbies, though. Dude, we're having like a full Harry Potter birthday. She's like, oh loving God. her life. Would you get like, her for her birthday? Oof, a lot. She got some sick Doc Martens that she's been wanting. Um, but got her a Ravenclaw robe. Whoa, she's Ravenclaw, big time. Um, a lot of Harry Potter stuff came in. We hang, we hung like, uh, kind of like, uh, you know. Like, fake candles from the ceiling so it's like they're floating um you have a bunch of kids coming over or no she has decided that she just wants to have a family here that's what she wants wow that's kind of her vibe um i should get back to it all right brother all right talk to you tomorrow this season of good is sponsored by good treatments 
Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space.